Dr. Mark Malone from Advanced Pain Care on how the spinal cord stimulator blocks pain signals, bringing patients relief at last. And we're able to tune this device to mimic that frequency and essentially block it. I've seen people shed tears of joy in the recovery room when they wake up from their light anesthesia and we turn this device on and they realize their back pain is gone. They cry for joy. Advanced Pain Care at 512-244-4272 or austinpaindoctor.com. Live and local, every afternoon, 2 to 4. This is Mark, Melinda, and Ed on News Radio KLBJ. Call or text them at 512-836-0590. Thank you all for having me on. Now, Mark, Melinda, and Ed. It is 2.02. Thank you for joining us. How are you this afternoon, Melinda? I couldn't be better. How are you? Doing very well. What a gorgeous day, Ed. It is a gorgeous day. I'm wearing my summer outfit today. I've got shorts on. You're doing that, and I had to dress for the indoors. I know you did. Because it's freezing in here, so I did. I, it's still dawn in the winter. I played golf in shorts and a little cover today. Had nice. a great time. It was a beautiful morning. Beautiful. Hard to come in. You played an extra hole. I played an extra hole, met some new friends. How did you... Things happen when you go to the golf course. I met new friends today. (laughs) (laughs) Tate is here producing. Thank you for joining us. The New York Times says the rage that has been fueling Democrat voters in recent years is starting to fade, Melinda. Yeah, and it's mostly against that resistance against Donald Trump. Uh, It just sounds like they're tired. They feel like we just don't have any good choices And they're just tired, which, I mean, I think a lot of us are. There is fatigue that, for whatever reason, we can't get better candidates. We haven't for quite some time. And we're always, well, let me vote for the lesser of two evils kind of thing. I get the fatigue. I get the fatigue of the back and the forth. And uh, you're... if you're for Trump, you're a MAGA whatever. If you're for Biden, you're a liberal whatever. It's just, I get it. People are tired. I think people are tired and people are, are fueled. I think they're very, they're tired about this. I think they would be less tired if the Democrats would have somebody not named Joe Biden and the Republicans would have somebody not named Donald Trump. I think people are tired of voting against somebody instead of voting for somebody. I'm going to go vote after the show to go vote against a certain district attorney here in town. It's it's not it's not what it's supposed to be like. When you go vote, you got to vote someone you believe in. I, I I believe in the new DA or the Celestine, the man who's running against mm-hmm. Jose. But but you know what I'm saying. And I think Democrats are just a lot of them are throwing their hands up because hardline old school Democrats tell me Biden's got to go. He's got to step down because it can't be Biden and Trump again. The New York Times interviewed a number of liberal voters. And the consensus is that they are losing their fire in their belly. Uh, One of the founders of a group called Outrage is Rebecca Lee Funk. She says folks are burned out on outrage. That's just the bottom line. You can only sustain this so long. And they interview some other people. Here's a Pittsburgh security guard, Shannon Casabar. We're kind of like crisis out is what this person is saying. Yeah, and describe the rematch between Trump and Biden as a dumpster fire. I agree. It is a dumpster fire. It is a complete dumpster fire for our country. It's depressing, and it's not good. Well, what does this say about Biden's turnout? If these people, who are the most outraged, if they're losing their fire, 
Is that going to hurt his turnout in 24 yes, if he can't will. get them fired up again? Mark, it will. It's, it's, it's a, the death knell of Joe Biden. If he can't get the lefties of the lefties of the lefties, the young people out, uh, minorities out, he's not going to win. He faces a hurdle in Michigan with the Muslims, and he uh, faces a hurdle with young people everywhere because of the, the Palestinian situation. Yeah, this bodes, does not bode well for Joe Biden whatsoever. Well, and in this, it's, it quoted a CNN poll that said you've got 85% of Republicans slash conservatives that are extremely very motivated to get out and vote. Compared that to 74% right now of Democrats and liberals that are excited to get out and vote. And if you don't get out and vote, the chances are you, you aren't going to get what you want. Mm-hmm. Here are the numbers. You can join us. Call or text at 512-836-0590. In Mesquite in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, officials at a charter school say that they have already installed metal detectors and they're adding additional security measures. This is because one of their students brought a gun to school yesterday and three officers ended up opening fire on this student. The student was not killed, but the officers did open fire on the student. It's this fast. is this yeah, is really pretty fast, fast acting, and I, it, it to me it seems even that much more of them like really rushing in when it sounded like, as I've read the story, that the school administration was able to keep this kid within the office, right. keep him calm. Uh, then the police came in, and somehow they were able to leave, and it was just this kid in the office that was having the conversation with the police back and forth, even though he didn't want to put down the gun. I guess what they saw was he still was able to get the gun inside the school, mm-hmm. so what can we do uh, to make sure that part doesn't happen? But it sounded like the school responded well. I don't know how they get all those students with a metal detector. I just, that's... He said they are going to reroute them yeah. and how they are able to mm-hmm. enter the school. That's 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 my only concern about how you do that for all those students. Because there's, I don't know how many students are at this in Mesquite High School. Say over 1,000, maybe 1,500 to 2,000. That's a lot of people walking through a detector every day. This 16-year-old with a gun was in the office of the school. Uh, he was shot. He has been hospitalized. It's not clear the extent of his injuries. Was he injured from one of the rounds the police fired, or was it shrapnel? No officers were injured. No other students were injured, according to the officials. This happened right before 9 o'clock yesterday morning. And when the police arrived, they saw him in the office with one of the uh, leaders of the school in there. And that person got out of the office, and the police took over. Yeah, and it's reported that the police are going to release their dash cam videos, their body cam videos Mm -hmm. next week so this is very like here's the transparency we just want to make sure that this is here to me i think this school handled it right somehow they were able to keep that person in the office without firing anything and then for it to have no one injured with the exception of maybe the the student that brought the gun that's pretty remarkable it is remarkable that this student didn't start firing when he walked into the school and how they got him in the principal's office to calm him down, but apparently it didn't calm him down enough where he put down the gun. I think it's remarkable with three officers each firing at him, he wasn't killed. Yeah, that, that, I wonder how close they were. They it had doesn't to be, say, yeah. They had to be really, really close. If they're in an office setting, you would think 
But the kid's lucky he's alive because usually I think that he would be, that would have been a, a death knell. Some parents say they're upset about the, the system used to notify parents. Yeah, they didn't like how it was communicated. They said, you know, it was Facebook that was telling them to know or maybe their own student that was telling them to know. I don't know how they expect to be notified. I know that the school said we have a messaging system. You have to sign up for it. If you didn't sign up for the messaging system, the school's kind of busy. What what do you want the school to do? Uh this person was in the office. They were trying to make sure that that, per- that that person didn't go elsewhere. They didn't really have time to say, can you hold that thought? We need to let parents know that you're here with a gun, but we got you here in the office. 512-836-0590 to weigh in on the topic. Also in the news, a 69-year-old felon on parole has been charged with that stabbing of a fellow customer at L.A. Fitness in North Austin, according to KVU. This is a guy who was sentenced to prison for aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. He was paroled in 2021. Now he's facing the same charge for the stabbing at L.A. Fitness. I would love to know Mm. when he was convicted for the stabbing in 2011, what was his sentence, and how quickly did he get paroled mm-hmm. into that into serving that sentence and and why to me this is a wild story they got an argument over machines you know length of time of machine and the guy searched the victim out with a knife and stabbed him in the buttocks and the guy had required a bunch of blood stab wounds about three to four inches deep that required staples to close that was a vicious attack that the guy's, you know, lost a whole bunch of blood. If that goes in some other area, gets an artery, the guy's mm-hmm. dead. The guy with the knife was allegedly threatening other people who were working out at L.A. Fitness and told the police, I just got out of prison for this. Mm. It sounds like maybe he just wanted to go back to prison. Maybe so. But and sadly, it came at the expense of some unsuspected person yeah, at the Yeah, pretty gym. violent way, you know, to get back to prison, kind of stupid way to get back to prison if that's his case. 512-836-0590. You can join the conversation. It's Mark, Melinda, and Ed, 212 at KLBJ. Enjoy the podcasts of Mark, Melinda, and Ed at your convenience. You'll find them on newsradioklbj.com or via the free KLBJ app. Hope you're having a great afternoon. It's 216. Tate is here producing, and this is Ray on 71. Good afternoon, Ray. How are you? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. I really like your show. Thank you. Welcome. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, my my comment is this. is I just really wish people would quit beating up on Biden because he's the perfect candidate for Trump to run against. I mean, in all honesty, people should be praising him, hoping and praying to God that he is the, the candidate for Trump to run against because he's Trump's going to smash him. Just like Biden used to say, Trump's going to take him behind the woodshed and beat his, beat him up. I honestly don't think there's any possible way that Biden is, is going to win this election with how terrib- terrible uh, he's doing. The one thing people never forget is about about good times, and, and Trump's got a record. Well, and I, that, I don't know about the record Trump for good times needs. with some people, but, you know. 
that's what Trump needs to to run on is listen when I was in office we didn't have all of these wars that were going on your pocketbook was a little bit happier than it is now uh, that's what he needs to run on I You're think right. people are just tired of the back and forth between this and this and this personal attack against Biden, this and this and this and this personal attack against Trump. Can I, if I can jump in, right? Melinda is is right about her. There, there were good things about Donald Trump, but my angst with Donald Trump is the man won't shut up about crooked judges and the election and all the stuff he loves to talk about. Melinda's right. If he talked about the policies, pro-business, less taxes, he would he would win. And I think you're right. Ray, because I think Biden, I think a lot of people are going to go to that voting voting booth and go, am I really going to vote for an 81-year-old guy who will not live through his term? Because if you vote for him, you're voting for Kamala Harris as the next president of the United States. So it's there's still going to be a lot of people out there who have a lot of anti-Trump angst, but I think there are a lot of people out there, too, going, oh, my gosh, what a what a selection we have. I, I got guys that I work with that are Democrats, and they are all telling me right now, I'm not lying, they're telling me, all of them, that they're voting for Trump. It's not a joke. I'm not playing with you right now. This is for real. Well, and I think part of that has to do with the, they're able to see past all of the uh, dislike for Trump's personality and just really get down to the bones of it, what you're supposed to be voting on anyway, and that's policy. Uh, when you take a look at four years under Trump and you compare that to four years under Biden, I think the majority of people come away saying it was better during the Trump presidency. And you have to ask yourself, which one of these do I want for the next four years? Right. The, the Democrats that I'm talking to are talking about how much money they had in their wallet while Trump was in mm-hmm. office. And they that means a lot to them. Of course it does. What is the uh, age range of these people you're talking about, Ray? Between, uh, I, I believe, probably about between 27 and, 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 and 55. Okay. Did most of them uh, vote for Biden last time? Yes, they did. They, they voted for Biden last time, but this, last, this, this, this time that he's been in office, it's, it's, it's like when someone embarrasses you. That's how they feel. They're embarrassed by their vote. Ray, thanks for weighing in. Yeah, appreciate it. You have a good afternoon, sir. Thank you. 512-836-0590. I'm not embarrassed embarrassed by my vote last time. I'm extremely disappointed in my vote because I voted for normalcy. <laughs> Are you I disappointed in normal. yourself or you're no, just disappointed I'm the, in dis- oh, disappointed out. this administration because <laughs> I wanted normalcy. I didn't want drama, and instead we got a guy who's done so much damage with immigration and the economy in the form of Joe Biden, saying that I'm not voting for Trump. I'm not voting for either one of these jokers. Johnny is downtown at 221 on KLBJ. Hello, Johnny. How are you? Uh, Good. Good afternoon, guys. You know, I tell you, we've got these rhinos in office, and I don't mean just the Republicans. I'm thinking the Democrats and the globalists and and some of these old-timers. You only do what Biden 
has done over the last three years, in my opinion. You only do, you only create these policies when you have one thing in mind, and it's that, that's to break the back of America. There is nothing good about what he's done. There's nothing that, co- that can come out positively. This American great, let's make America great again, that, that is a theme that Donald Trump has preached and he's beat his, his drum beats off. But there are people in America, and I'm talking about it from the president down in, in, that, in that globalist mentality, that want to sink and break the back of America. And you only do what he has done if you had that objective in mind. Open borders, defund police. We're talking about a complete chaotic system. I have a much more cynical view of government than, than, uh, than most people because you, you cannot be a true American, uh, a red-blooded, red, white, and blue American, and, and do what Joe Biden has done and, and the people who have supported him have done. You can't do that. You can't be an American uh, with those type of policies. Yeah, you can. Everybody's American. We differ with our policies, Johnny, and, but we can still that. be all Americans, and, and I don't... Do I don't. Ed, I'm sorry. I disagree with you. You cannot have open borders and be American, Ed. You cannot have defund police and be American. You can't have uh, these policies that push transgender uh, around and uh, that compete in 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 in, in voice of, of of men that compete in boys sports. This globalist agenda. There's nothing American about that. Zero. All right, Johnny. Thank you. I I, I believe Johnny. I respect your opinion. I don't think they're trying to break America. This is just their philosophy that is so against, I believe, the majority of Americans, what they're doing so fast in this country with their way of life, with the the issues that you just listed, Johnny. But they're still Americans, but it's just the Americans' philosophy that I don't agree with and I've, we've not lived through, not lived around. Uh, 512-836-0590-223 now, Mark, Melinda, and Ed. Let's go to Gary in South Austin. Hello, Gary. How are you? Well, I'm well, folks. How are you guys doing? I hope well. Just fine. Thank you, Gary. Mark, you had a question, and I'm paraphrasing. With so many police officers shooting, it's amazing that this young man is is not dead. And that sparked my memory, but I went in and double-checked. The Rand Corporation did a very intensive study from 1998 to 2006. Now, this was only for New York City police officers, but here are the three major stats. If a policeman or police officer is actually in a gunfight, 18% of the time their bullet hits the mark. If they are not actually being shot at, and it's what's considered long distance, which is greater than seven yards, only 23% of the bullets make contact with the suspect. And if it's short range, which is less than seven yards, 37% of the bullets make contact. So basically, if it's even within seven yards and the suspect is not shooting at the officer, there's only a 37 out of 100% chance he's going to hit the target. Interesting, Gary. Uh, It'd be great if we were able to find out the distance between the officers and this boy. Uh, I don't think the student fired a shot. I've read a couple of the articles. It does not appear that he fired around. 
But thanks for checking into that. We appreciate okay. it. No problem, guys. You have a good day. Thank you, Gary. 512-836-0590. Yes, Ed. Sam Cox always told us, it's it, it, it unless you are highly trained, unless you work at it all the time, it's hard to, it's it's hard on that to to get somebody in the the spur of the moment, the heat of the moment. You've got to be highly accomplished mm-hmm. and highly trained. All right. Uh, we've got news coming up next on the half hour and much more to cover with you right here, including Secretary of State Antony Blinken ordering everybody working at the U.S. State Department to clean up their language. We'll tell you what he's referring to and much more coming up right after the news. Mark, Melinda, and Ed on KLBJ. Mark, Melinda, and Ed are on your radio at 99.7 FM or 590 AM. Now, here are Mark, Melinda, and Ed. 231, thank you for joining us. Secretary of State Antony Blinken sent a memo to all employees of the State Department recently regarding the language they're using on the job with other people. And he's calling for major changes, particularly when it comes to gender-based language while on the job. Don't you think he has more to worry about than something like this crap? He's got, we've got a war over there at Israel and Hamas. We've got Russia and Ukraine. You've got the communist Chinese breathing down our back. And he's worried about something like mother or dad or brother or sister, how you're addressed. How many people does that affect in his his agency, you know, less than one percent. Why are we? Why is he wasting time on this? This is getting out of hand. I read a story yesterday at some fast food restaurant where the manager was training someone that came in, and during the process of training them, said, "Hey, bro, something, something, something." Um, the person he was training said, "You don't talk to me that way." Got very upset that he addressed him as a bro, and then went about telling whatever the pronouns were to be used there. And the guy said, not a few hours later, the manager of the place came in and wrote him up for not using the correct pronouns. Mm. This is should not be on everyone else. If you've decided to go by some other pronoun and someone gets it wrong you got to give them grace. For how many years did we only have he's and she's? <laughs> Always. Right. As long as anyone can yeah. remember. So the fact that we are going away from that, we're going away from you cannot say mother or father, give me a break. Y'all need to grow the heck up. Anthony Blinken uh, told the employees at the State Department, refrain from using terms such as manpower, you guys, ladies and gentlemen. <sighs> Mother, wow. father, son, daughter, husband, wife, those should be avoided. And when speaking, avoid using phrases like brave men and women on the front lines. Ugh. See, and I don't understand that. Even if you're not whatever gender, you're still a man or a woman, whatever you're deciding to be, so you should be able to use that. Uh, here's what should happen. It's like they're trying to force everyone to not even speak to each other. Mm-hmm. You know what? Great. I won't talk to anyone. <laughs> and, Ed, you were asking about the timing of all of this. Yes. This is President Biden's policy. He's given speeches about this. He, he wants this to play out on every level mm-hmm. in the federal government. So well, that's what, why Blinken is yeah. doing this. When I was in the White House a year ago with uh, Austin Honor Flight, one of the president's 
people walking around the Oval Office was a man. Well, I'm, I better be careful. It was a man in a woman's in a dress. That so, admiral or whatever. The, no, it wasn't an admiral. It was this was just someone working. Admiral Levine. Yeah, yeah. That that wasn't Admiral Levine. It was oh. another person <laughs> who 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 I believe was I guess transitioning. But it sure like looked like a dude in a dress to me. Here's what I think happens. You continue to push this as one of your main messaging. You're going to lose. You're going to lose because the majority of people can't stand this. Can't They, they mm-hmm. don't want any part of this. They don't want to erase mother and father and put them with somebody that carries a baby for nine months. Mm-hmm. No. It's it's getting ridiculous, and it's going to backfire if you try to make this a main staple of your campaign. And I, I, let me get be on the record. I don't care if men dress like women or women dress like men for their sexual identity, but don't lambast me because I don't know the latest in he, she, it, her, what, whatever term, term terminology. And why do you have, you know, emails like this and mandates when it is such a small portion of our society who chooses this lifestyle. 512-836-0590-235 now. This is Brett and Leander with Mark, Melinda, and Ed. Welcome, Brett. How are you? Hey, I'm great. How are y'all doing, guys? Fine, Brett. Good afternoon. Hey, uh, I actually heard Jimmy talk a while ago about being, um, you know, with an American and being very patriotic and so forth like that, and Ed disagreed. I have to actually side with Jimmy how I think that most Americans, you know, need to be that this way of of being an American and actually being proud of our country, et cetera. And it ain't that way nowadays. And regardless if you vote for Trump or Biden or whoever, you need to actually vote that way. Also, back in the day, I was like Ed, where I didn't like my vote, which, of course, he actually voted for Biden this last time and, you know, felt, I guess, poorly about his decision. Back in the day, I actually voted for Barack Obama because I wanted blacks and whites to be able to actually say that they're, you know, unified. And I thought that that would actually happen. And back then, it didn't actually change. And I'm, I just want everybody to be able to actually get along. And, of course, Biden promised on that. And he didn't get his way at all because he actually completely changed this country for how it is today. He did on his first day in office say he would unite the country. That's right. And it, he did he did the opposite. It's not uniting the country on day one when he reversed all the Trump era things on immigration, when he knocked out the Keystone pipeline, yada da 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 da. It was it was a first a big dramatic first few days of his presidency. Brett, thank you, sir. You have a great afternoon. 512-836-0590. The New York Post has actually taken the time to read the contract that Mayor Adams has signed for that debit card program for the illegal aliens in New York City. And the New York Post says it's far worse than everyone first believed in terms of how much money is going to go into this program and the full extent of it. They say, according to the contract... These debit cards will have up to $10,000 each for illegal aliens. And it's $2.5 billion in taxpayer money going into this program 
to hand out debit cards for illegal immigrants in New York City. Yeah, and they said it has the potential to become an open-ended, untraceable cash for whatever purpose you choose to use it for. It is unbelievable. It it really is disgusting, isn't it? $10,000 per debit card, $2.5 billion. And this is the mayor who's been doing so much bellyaching about how much the illegal immigrants are costing New York City. And and once it starts, it's not going to go away. And the first thing I thought of, these these immigrants who are there who are still under the control of uh, the cartels. They bring them here. They get them there. I can just see the cartels saying, okay, give me that debit card. Give me that card. You owe me this. This is, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you owe me. Yeah, you owe me. The New York Post also says the contract to handle all of this has, it's a no-bid contract. $53 million to some company that nobody's ever heard of. Yeah, they met them once on the campaign trail, and it was meant to be. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. And, and, and the meal deal, too, per- the meals thing, too, is outrageous. Three meals a day, they throw away up to 5,000 meals daily, wasting over $7 million a year. Yeah, and they don't even have experience in handling anything like this. It's also so there's there's no really fraud control. What could possibly go wrong? Uh, Mayor Adams needs to make a note to himself. Never come out and bellyache about the amount of people that we are getting, and it is unsustainable because you have just opened up a stronger magnet. Absolutely. It's pulling full force right now. Izzy is with us on, well, coming up in just a second at 512-836-0590. You can call, you can text to join the conversation. We've got much more to cover coming up just ahead. All right, Izzy, welcome to KLBJ. How are you this afternoon? Uh, Pretty good, guys. How are y'all? Fine, Izzy, welcome. Hey, um, you can use the pronouns uh, remarkable, astounding, Stunning. Those are the pronouns I'd prefer. Okay. If you don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> Princess. Prince. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I've called before. I'm I'm a member of the LGBTQRST community. But um, you know, Candace Owens, who uh, like her or not, um, has some good things to say. But one of the things I heard her just it's actually on a TikTok video. But one of the things she said was that the, the people who are demanding that these pronouns be used have created this, and she said it much more eloquently than I will, but they've created this reality in their head that they believe or they request that everyone else sees. And that's obviously a very skewed way of thinking, but the interesting thing about that is that that's the the catalyst for any argument, right? My perspective is my perspective. Your perspective is yours. Demanding or insisting that you see my perspective is an impossible task. And so this is, it's, it's more than just a group of people who want to be called he, she, they, whatever. It's, it's a very skewed way of viewing the world in a whole that I can see, I, I, I you know, subscribe to your reality. It's, it's not 
for lack of a better word, it's not realistic. It's not feasible. Well, and that's my issue with this. If that's what you want to do, that's that's your business. I, 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 I don't care because it does not concern me. But if I am to say, my mother just called, do not go and turn me in to HR and then I get reprimanded for that because that's the word you choose mm-hmm. not to use. I never signed up for that. And it really defeats the purpose uh, or uh, it defeats the the goals that people like me who are old school and, you know, grew up in the 80s and, you know, started to see like, oh, OK, I can be a member of the queer community and, and you know, I can fit in and do all that. And we've gotten some rights that are, are not allow and afford us to, to be more, you know, fully active citizens. But it, it just completely destroys any of that because now it's a demand to comply which is i feel like exactly what exactly what we've fought against and i I hate that because i don't think that these younger people who are buying into this sort of mentality understand really the destruction that they're doing izzy thank you have a great afternoon we appreciate it here are the numbers 512-836-0590 mark melinda and ed Mark, Melinda, and Ed are on your radio at 99.7 FM or 590 AM. And you can stream the show live on your digital device via the free news radio KLBJ app. Now, here are Mark, Melinda, and Ed. 249, thank you for joining us. Hebron High School in the Dallas-Fort Worth area has placed one of its male teachers on leave after he was shown wearing a pink dress at school this was on Valentine's Day. This guy was wearing a pink dress, pink, a pink cowboy hat, and pink boots. There were other photographs posted showing him wearing a ballerina outfit in class. He was at the prom in a red dress. Another time he was dressed as a Disney character at the high school. Uh, the videos emerged on the libs of TikTok, and uh, that's when parents learned about this guy, and the school said, we're going to suspend him and figure out what to do here. I have a problem with the school's way about going this. If it's true that all of these other times he was dressing like this and they said nothing to him to give him the impression that it was okay to continue to do this and just because it was outed on social media, then they decide to step in, I have an issue with that. Either you don't allow it or you allow it and that is for all times or no times. Yeah, it appears that uh, this guy's been doing this kind of stuff since 2021, according to this story. And uh, now the school is trying to figure out how to handle the situation. Yeah, and it's, it's a strange situation because he's getting a ton of support from students. The students love the guy. The students say he's a great teacher. He fosters a great atmosphere in the classroom. My stance on this, if it's one of the deals where it's uh, a skit a play or something where male teachers dress up like female teachers, okay, so be it. But it appears this gentleman does it quite often and just does it to do it. And it is to me, I'm not a student anymore, but it would be very distracting to me if here's this dude, I'm looking at the video right now in a beautiful pink dress your grandmother would wear with a <laughs> pink cowboy hat. It's, it just seems a bit distracting and out of the norm and not very professional. Disruptive. Yes, it does. But by the same token, he's got 6,500 signatures 
from students and other members of this community say, don't kick him out because we love the guy. Well, to me, I, what did the school know when they hired him? Did he say, listen, I occasionally like to dress up. Is that going to be an issue? And again, if there have been numerous times throughout the years that he has done this and the school hasn't said anything, I don't think it's right for them to now say something because this got onto social media. That says to me they only care because it got social media Mm -hmm. attention. Otherwise, it's perfectly fine. You need to figure out your policy on this. You need to set it in writing and you need to stand by it. Uh, Related to all of this, a report of the New York Post says a girls' high school basketball team forfeited their recent game after three of their players were injured by a boy who wants people to think he's a girl. He was playing on the opposing team. He knocked three girls out of the game, and the team at that point said, that's it, We, we have to forfeit, we can't finish. This is a bruiser. I've seen the video. This is a dude mm-hmm. who's got a ponytail. Who facial looks, hair. Pardon me? In one story, I said he's facial hair. Yeah, facial hair, too. It is, it is ridiculous that he is allowed to play in a girls' league. He's a big, brawny guy who just knocks down the other players and these girls and these more. I don't mean to be laughing. This girl's grabbing her knee and stuff after getting steamrolled by this dude. This is why Riley Gaines and other female athletes are ringing the alarm bells. This is a direct assault on women's athletics if it's allowed to continue. Mm -hmm. And it appears to be on a course where it will be permitted to continue. Well, and you have to wonder how far do do these people that want this to happen – take this do we we don't care that the women are getting injured or the severity of their injuries it's okay as long as the guy with facial hair says he wants to be a girl and play on the girls team mm-hmm well uh, what about the high school teacher you don't have to go very very far back in time uh, he would have been hauled into the office on the day day one Gosh. showing up like that within minutes yes. within minutes saying what are you doing? Is this dress-up day we don't know about? What is going on? Where is your professionalism here? You, you just don't, you don't do that. I know he's proud of his sexuality and likes to dress up. Do that on your own time, not at school. 512-836-0590. You can join the discussion. We have news next at the top of the hour and much more coming up. Mark, Melinda, and Ed. Dr. Mark Malone from Advanced Pain Care on how the spinal cord stimulator blocks pain signals, bringing patients relief at last. And we're able to tune this device to mimic that frequency and essentially block it. I've seen people shed tears of joy in the recovery room when they wake up from their light anesthesia and we turn this device on and they realize their back pain is gone. They cry for joy. Advanced Pain Care at 512-244-4272 or austinpaindoctor.com.